It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the Utah based outdoor gear company Cotopaxi is closing its doors in San Francisco after just one year there. Uh, the question is why? This is a thriving organization, a lifestyle brand, a social mission at its core that we love. We've had Davis Smith, the founder and CEO, on uh, the program a number of times because he's just an extraordinary thinker and liver. And uh, we wanted to dig into this a little bit. Obviously, the crime and all of those things have been in the news a lot of late. Uh, but it's always interesting to get real-world perspective and then get to the root of the issue in terms of what do we do, where do we go from here. And so we're really pleased to have Davis Smith uh, joining us on the line. Of course, Davis grew up uh, in Latin America and uh, has since dedicated his life to helping those in need there and around the world. Uh, his uh, He is the ultimate uh, social entrepreneur, adventurer, uh, and he's just an all-around extraordinary human. And uh, Davis, thanks for coming back on the show with us. Hey, thanks, Boyd. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's dive into this. This is one of those that my heart kind of sank a little bit as uh, as I read your post announcing that you'd be closing uh, a store in San Francisco. Uh, just give us a little bit of the backstory. What what has happened there? Why this decision? Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, I think a lot of times as, as business leaders, we want to celebrate the wins and the great things that are happening. And sometimes it's a little harder to share the things that aren't going so well. And that was my intent, was just to kind of share something that wasn't going so well, which is uh, our store in San Francisco. First of all, San Francisco is such an amazing city. We were so excited to have the store there. Um, the first week we had the store open, we came to the store in the morning, and the main glass window in the front of the store had been bashed in, and they looted our store. Uh, this ended up happening four times uh, within a few weeks. We ended up putting metal gates uh, that we put up at night, and uh, that didn't solve it either because people just started coming in during the day in groups and they'd come in and just grab thousands of dollars worth of product and just walk out the store. Mm. Um, police wouldn't do anything about it. And it just continued to escalate to the point this last week where we just decided it, enough was enough. And it just, it didn't make sense to have a store there with our employees uh, in danger. And so we made the decision to close the doors. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, and that's a, that is always such a hard decision uh, as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, it, it is one of those Step back, but I appreciate the fact that you're having this conversation, and uh, it's why we look to you for for leadership in our community. Is because you'll have the conversation, whether it's just the good news uh, or whether it's the hard news or the uncomfortable conversation that we have to to get to. Uh, help us understand a little bit, uh, maybe some of the things happening in that particular neighborhood, your interaction with the the city of San Francisco. Uh, how did that kind of play out? What did you learn in that process? Yeah, you know, I will say it's it's been a little discouraging. You know, we've been there for a year, and we just it felt like every time we had an incident, we complain. And at this point, it's been dozens and dozens and dozens of incidents. And we've we've brought it up, and it just seemed like everything fell on deaf ears. And I, I honestly, I don't think it's that the city doesn't care, the police don't care there. 
I think they're just so overwhelmed. And anyone mm-hmm. that's been to San Francisco in the last few years has seen the degradation of what's happened there. I mean, uh, there are some major, major issues in terms of homelessness, crime, theft, cars being broken into. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know how you solve the problem. It's, it's, it's a very, very big problem. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I know this is a uh, a city that you obviously love and uh, and have had a lot of positive things in over the over the years. Uh, you, you mentioned in your announcement of all of this some of just how brazen it became of just uh, not even doing it at night, but just coming in during the middle of the day. Yeah, in fact, we one of the policies that we put in place a few weeks ago was that we actually locked the doors during business hours, and that our people could come to the door, customers could knock on the door, we'd come over and. And sadly, customers are used to this. They, there's so many other brands that have experienced this. They do the same thing. So customers knock on the door. Your, your employee walks to the door and unlocks it for them so they can come in and they lock it behind them. Well, uh, twice this last week, our employees went to go open the door for a woman that was standing at the front of the door. As soon as they open the door, people rush in from the sides, push our employees out of the way, grab you know thousands of dollars worth of product. And it, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I can't believe they do it in broad daylight right in front of people and they just with no regard for anyone around them. And they're not a wor- they're not worried about the police or, you know, security guards don't do much either because they know the security guards won't do anything about it. And so it's it's a real problem that we are struggling to figure out. Yeah. And uh, so as we as we look at that, uh, you are the ultimate social entrepreneur in addition to being just an extraordinary entrepreneur. <laughs> so as 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 we look at this, especially in a place like San Francisco and there's other places around the country that are finding themselves similarly overwhelmed. And I think you're right. I think there is good intentions in a lot of those places, uh, but it's just becoming so overwhelming where do we start that transformation? What is it that's going to really turn the tide in terms of that just kind of brazen lawlessness, disregard uh, for others and for others' property? Uh, how do we begin that conversation? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the this is a tough question, and and I think it really comes down to a lot of factors. I think we need communities to step up, businesses to step up. Um, we need, you know. I don't think police solve all problems. At the same time, police are amazing. They do amazing work. And if they're not empowered to enforce the law, then we have lawlessness. And so we need, you know, we need city leaders to step up and and uh, play the role that they were voted in to do, which is to enforce laws and to make sure businesses can thrive and people's jobs are safe and people are safe in the streets. And unfortunately, there's a lot of work to be done there. Yeah, and I, I think it is one of those where uh, – 
you know, where values are valued. Uh, you don't need nearly as many laws, but where values aren't valued, uh, no laws are going to really change the behavior uh, in the end. And we have to get back to, to that kind of thing. And, and I think that kind of partnership that you described, Davis, uh, where you do have the, the community, you have the city leaders, you have the, the police that's empowered, that you have businesses that are engaged. I know that's part of your mission with Cotopaxi is to make sure you're not just a business in the community, you're a business about the community. And uh, what is the the role? You've had opportunities to speak and interact with uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs around the world. What's the key for businesses to lean in properly uh, and be part of community? Yeah, you know, this is this is interesting because I think in the 80s and 90s, businesses kind of, they, we, we talk about CSR, corporate social responsibility, which was like, Businesses made a ton of money, and then they kind of felt guilty, so they needed to go back and find ways to help their communities to create more goodwill. And I think we've moved to a point where businesses recognize that like their, their role in communities is not just to make money. It is to lift communities and to lift people and to create great places for people to work. And so, um, you know, for us, when we opened this, our store in San Francisco, the first thing we did when we opened our stores, we made a contribution to homelessness, and we wanted to be part of the solution. And, and actually, we're not abandoning that. We're already talking to that organization again to see what we can do to help. Uh, we'd like to get our store open again. And, uh, you know, to do that, we're going to need to see some real change there before we can open those doors again. But I think that change is going to happen when business leaders play a role in it. We can't just depend on government alone to solve all of our problems. We all know that in Utah. Uh, we need communities and businesses to step in and play a role as well. And I don't think we've seen enough of that, frankly. Great insight, as always. Davis Smith, uh, again, CEO of, uh, and founder of Cotopaxi, an outdoor gear, active lifestyle brand, social mission at its core. And uh, while we are saddened that the uh, store has to be closed in San Francisco, uh, we understand that. And I love the fact that you're already looking at solutions and how do we impact the community uh, in a way that will enable the business uh, to be able to be reopened. Uh, David Smith, thank you so much, as always, for your perspective and leadership. Hey, thanks a lot, Boyd. I always love being with you. All right. Uh, very good. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Love David Smith and Cotopaxi. They're doing extraordinary stuff. That's a company to watch, follow, and uh, get behind. Uh, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Lindsay Ertz is going to join us. We'll talk about uh, ballots that are showing up at your house. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.